Is this working? No. All right, you guys, uh, we'll see how this goes, but um, let's get started. Um, so my uh, section of judges tonight is Jephthah. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. When I first uh, was asked to, to do this and um, one of the last ones or the few that were still remaining was Jephthah, and I was like, well, I'll take that one. It's, you know, right after fall break. I'll be all right. That'll be a good one to take. Um, but what I didn't realize and what I'm sitting here asking myself as I studied it, like, why did you pick the one judge that is, you know, right between Gideon and Samson? Um, we've heard about Gideon and Samson basically, you know, ever since we was preschool and had, you know, songs and uh, classes about it ever since we were, you know, grade school and above. But now, you know, what's, Je- what's Je- this Jephthah guy all about? Um, I knew very little, um, but after reading and studying for the last couple of weeks, I know why we didn't study it in, in grade school and middle school. Um, it's interesting that, that's, that this is one of the most um, controversial, um, interesting stories in the Old Testament. Um, so tonight, I kind of broke it down as I was studying in four different stages, and then also kind of um, looking back at it, I tried to break it down into more of how we see the power of the spoken word inside of each of these sections. Um, but my four stages was basically Israel again does evil in the sight um, of God, and then Jephthah, the leader. Uh, then his negotiation with the Ammonites, um, his vow um, that is of high, highly debated still and both sides. Um, you can go way down a rabbit hole um, researching and seeing which side is which um, and how they justify their opinions. Um, and then the civil war that breaks out between uh, Israel and, the, uh, and Ephraim. Um, but also in that, I wanted to see how we see it is in the power of the spoken word. We see Israel asking for deliverance in the first stage. Um, we see the negotiation um, with the leaders and the elders of Gilead for him to become to come for uh, for him to come and be the the leader uh, and go at, go against the Ammonites. Then his negotiation uh, strength with the Ammonites. Uh, Jephthah's vow, and then him also telling his daughter um, that he had given his word and that impact. And then the use of uh, Shibboleth, I guess that's how you say it, um, to identify the Ephraim um, where 42,000 men during the Civil War fell. Um, but before we get into it, uh, what what do we know about Jephthah before we you know, get into the reading. Does anybody, other than what we've just discussed, the bow, what else do we know about uh, Jephthah? So he's the son of, the harlot, of a harlot. Yes. A man of valor. Mm-hmm. By his brothers, right? No, and the ones that actually run him out are the ones that had to go back, go and ask him to come and back and be the leader. Anything else? 
Um, that's basically what I had. It just, and the other biggest thing that I think a lot of people that think of, and when you do a lot of research and commentaries that wrote on it, is the, the vow that he makes in the middle uh, of the section. But um, let's go ahead and start. I wanted to read, read it in the sections that I kind of broke it down in. So if you'll turn to Joshua 11, um, if somebody will read the first, I think 16. Uh, no, let's go back. Uh, 1 through 11. If somebody will read that. Judges, sorry, did I say Joshua? I'm nervous. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm nervous up here. This, this is a nerve-wracking experience. I'll just go ahead and tell y'all. I got 35 minutes. <laughs> uh, Judges 11, I'm sorry. I've got everybody confused. This is going great. <laughs> So, yes, one, the, the first couple of chapters, or the first couple of verses, uh, describes him as a mighty man of valor, the son of the harlot. Um, he's driven away by his brothers. Um, but then the uh, group has to come back. Well, actually, before that, he is um, joined with a, another group, um, a group of, uh, I don't know how you would say it, um, worthless men. Um, and so he was actually, you can kind of see some um, maybe leadership traits at the beginning because he was always drawing people to him and they were all, he was an easy guy to follow, it seems like, from even the get-go. Um, so here we see this guy, this man born basically in a dysfunctional situation, um, being the, the son of a harlot, um, ran out of his hometown by his own brothers, um, basically because they didn't want to share one more piece of the inheritance. Um, and then what looks like brought back to fight and to lead these same, these same people because they are being oppressed, which he has been oppressed the whole time by them. Um, it's kind of ironic. Uh, the next thing that you kind of see is in um, his some of his leadership trait too is that when he came and um, the leaders asked him to to come and fight against the Ammonites, his, his first reaction wasn't, yeah, let's go. Um, he was more methodical and thought through things a lot more. Um, he wasn't a knee-jerk type individual, which um, that kind of stood out to me uh, in this first section of it. Anything else anybody got through there? All right. Um, the next chat, the next section is basically his. Um, when we start at verse 12, it is his negotiation with the people of Ammon, and it really shows his um, knowledge and depth of knowledge within um, the history of his people. Um, so, if we'll start um, chapter or verse 12 and go through, let's just go to. 12 to 28. If somebody read that section. Thanks. So here, um, like I said earlier, this is the section where um, he is trying to negotiate and um, basically has a really good, uh, he uses uh, historical um, evidence of how they came into the land. They, he also uses um, basically that their God um, gave them that um, versus um, 
the true judge, which is in verse uh, 27, um, that if they're fighting against me, why are you wronging me? May the Lord, the judge, render judgment this day between the children of Israel and the people of Ammon. And that way, um, right there is kind of, to me, it's, uh, you know, my, my God would deliver the Israel or your God will, will de- deliver if, if we go into battle. And, of course, we know which, you know, which God delivers here. Um, so there was another thing that I kind of took note of, especially within um, the leadership type um, that Jephthah was, that his, his first attempt was to negotiate um, them um, uh, not having to go into to battle um, and giving them actually a chance, using a lot of um, more than one uh, proof of that land being theirs. Um, so the next section that I kind of broke it down in is this vow. Um, now the vow is the basically the most talked about, and I read commentary after commentary over both positions of whether this vow and the carrying out of the vow was um, actually uh, him sacrificing his daughter, or was it him uh, uh, making her be a virgin, basically, for and and the sacrifice being virginity for the rest of his life. Um, I really don't want to get into the weeds. Both sides have commentaries written on both ends of them. They both have their own points. Um, the one thing that 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 I think is the main point there is that no matter which side you think it is, whether he it was child sacrifice or whether it was virginity for life, um, the main the main thing is is still that uh, no matter which one it is, his lineage ended, ended right there. Um, both have the same outcome. So whether you believe that you know it was a child sacrifice and there's you know it could be, or whether you believe it was a you know virgin virginity for life could be too. I think the outcome is the same no matter what. So I don't really want to get into the weeds of it. Um, we could if you wanted to, but I, there's enough commentaries to read on it. Um, but that is the the gist of of the controversy basically within this section of it. Um, so let's read that small section, just uh, 29 through 33, if somebody would. Um, uh, that's fine. That's good. Um, so here is, at the beginning, the very first verse there, it says, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he passed through Gilead. Um, so the Spirit of the Lord is, uh, is upon it, upon him. And the next thing we know or that we see is him making this vow to the Lord that if you deliver the Ammonites, I will, I will in exchange, you know, sacrifice whatever first thing comes out of my door. Why? And this is a class, and I, I, st- I don't know. I, I can't think of anything. Why does Jephthah in this time, why does he... Why does he even make this vow? Why does he turn it into a transactional between him and God situation when the Spirit of the Lord is upon him and um, 
so far he has, you know, portrayed. I mean, he he knows his his historical accounts. It looks like he knows and he has faith. I mean, he even calls God the judge. I mean, he he knows in his mind. And why make a vow? Why make it a transaction? But was he not guaranteed? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, why would you make it? Because it was a little weak. Yeah, he... Yeah, he was. I mean, from the very beginning, he was a dysfunctional situation all the way through. And here comes the the two sides and the the, the all the commentaries that are written. <laughs> yeah, and that's the case of like the beginning case of how they build up um, one side of it being like, like that's some of the stuff that they start. Um, building the the side of it being um, a human sa- a human sacrifice versus it being a uh, a pledge of virginity for his with his daughter I I don't know benefit of the doubt I get it yeah I don't go ahead Derek no go ahead I don't <laughs> and we do that today sometimes with with. And this is one of the, uh-uh. and this this vow is one of the um, where I kind of picked up on the power of the the spoken word and and words that we say, um, and I, I went I have two references references here is Proverbs eighteen twenty one, um, if you'll turn there real quick. Death and life death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So, and then also Matthew 12, 36 and 37. Um, just two references I had over the power of what we speak. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Um, and as we can see here, um, the words that he spoke, speaks and the, the vow that he makes um, in this text, instead of a, you know, a joy, joyous victory, we're seeing a grief. Uh, we'll get ready to see grief and sorrow because of what he says. There was a way out if he really wanted it. And to go back to um, what was said earlier, I think that um, he didn't realize how much of the culture around him had influenced some of his thought patterns and ideas. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes we can, um, the political atmosphere and the, the, the things that are going, all the noise of the world can sometimes um, get into us before we ever even realize um, what, what uh, how deep it is actually rooted. As long as it's within the, the barriers that we want it to be, right? I agree. Um, now, the, la- the next section would be Jephthah's daughter um, and her reaction and then uh, her request and then uh, how she is uh, honored and lamented um, after the fact. Um, so uh, then I, what you'll notice is that Jephthah, um, 
rises to and and is victor, victorious over the Ammonites, but then it only gets really bad from from here on out. It gets uh, it gets worse as the uh, 11 and 12 close out. Um, so if somebody would read the rest of uh, chapter 11, that'd be great. All right. So um, Jephthah's daughter's reaction was, um, yeah, I, if you did it, you did it. Um, kind of showed her faith and devotion to not only his vow, but his, you know, her father. Um, and then her request of going and weeping, you know, alone in private for, for two months um, was granted. Um, and all the, all the language and discussion of virginity and lamenting over it is also um, are really heavily discussed and talked about in the um, commentaries. Um, for the side of virginity. Yeah. Oh, she was sad. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the lineage stops there. I mean, he, his family stops with her. Um, and the realization of all that would be, and the significance of not being able to, to bear children or to um, have that in this, this time and it w- was, was significant. Um, it was, it was uh, really important. Um, and then it is um, we don't hear anything about uh, any kind of uh, honor or uh, read any kind of uh, thing of how Israel honored Jephthah for his victory but we do see that the daughters are honoring um, his daughter um, in this way uh, for, the, for the remainder for those four days because of the basically her reaction and expression of devotion to to going ahead and letting the the sacrifice and his vow be fulfilled. Um, then, if you think it can't get any worse than than that, um, Jephthah gets to start this uh, what I, I guess the first civil war. Um, between Israel and the Ephraims. Um, so, if somebody will read verses, or start with 12. Go ahead. You came out first. And if you think that... True, and if you think that um, you give him the benefit of the doubt with uh, it, his vow not being, you know, him thinking of anything else coming out besides his daughter, um, that would have been... Be, that would have been, you know, right in line with that as well. Uh, he had no. If if that's the case, then the variable of her coming out and the thought process of of that never never would have crossed his mind. Um, so, I, good point. Go ahead. Probably, but uh, I don't remember. <laughs> There's a lot. I'll give you my books at the books if you want them. <laughs> Yeah, no, I he it did not say that I that I can recall. Anything else? We'll start with the well. We got five minutes, so um, real quick, um, if if we we'll read the first six 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 verses, I think that'll get us to it through the Civil War. 
right? So here kind of starts the, the Civil War. Um, and then uh, the men of Ephraim come over, and it basically they got their feelings hurt because they didn't get, you know, asked to go to war. Um, and they, But, um, yes, they didn't get stuff. Um, but also, you just, I, going back to the power of, of the spoken word, um, the use of Shibala, I, I can't even say it, so I'd probably die too. Um, <laughs> and Sibala, the the use of that and how they identified who was who um, was was an interesting to me of how they um, were how they used that um, linguistic difference to. Um, to, to identify and kill the enemy, or you know their enemy. Um, that's pretty much what I had as kind of breaking down Jephthah. Um, but it, one of the other things, as Jephthah was destroying his family, um, he also through this civil war started to destroy Israel with it, with Israel itself. Went from bad to worse because of their. Huh. Thank you guys, that's all I got.